What up, y'all? It's your boy Smile. Welcome to another episode of the Music Impulse and part of the Impulsive Check-In Series. On this special episode, we got the Uncle Urban Gang 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 on deck. First up, we got Tim. You know, shout out to Yoga D. Stoner. He said to talk about the loss of his job that he recently had, how him and his family's doing. We talked about stocks and stuff, as well as his most recent appearance on the um, Fact Not Opinion podcast with Shamanica. Shout to Shamanica. Then up next, we got Bree to talk about will she actually drink at Starbucks again and what it's like to actually have siblings that are, are black. As, as, as well, we got my man Shy. Don't forget, Shy Diddy. What up? We talk about the most recent um, protest that happened that he, he went to. He also talked about a little bit of sports. You know, we have to do a little NBA check-in and what his thoughts are on everything. So check it out. Coming up next. Yeah. All right, y'all. It's time for the music impulse. On this episode, I told y'all we're gonna talk with the host of the Uncle Urban podcast. So first up, we got the homie, the big dog, the yogi, Big Tim. What's good, bro? Yo, yo, yo. What's going on with you, Smiles? How are you? Good, good. You know, just chilling on this Sunday. Just got off work. You know, what I'm saying, how you doing, sir? I'm doing pretty good, man. Doing, you know, as well as I can be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's all, that's all we can do. Well, like I, I said in the, uh, the intro that the people going to hear before this, um, I just want to sit there and talk, talk to y'all because I know we haven't all really been able to sit there and record together, actually in person, and then a lot of things going on in society and everything. So I, I thought just to have like one-on-one interviews with, with everybody, just to you know talk about some stuff and just other little stuff that I figured everybody would be interested in talking about. So First off, you know, how are you doing, sir? Like, how are you really doing? Because I know, I, I don't know if you want to go into it, but I was like, I, I know you had a Oh, yeah, man, that's like, that's what's going on with me. So, like, I am one of the people that is experiencing a layoff right now with everything going on. So, things are different with me, but, like, I can definitely say I'm not in a bad place. You know what I'm saying? I got a, a part-time job at FedEx as a package handler, and that's quite a humbling experience. But at the same time, like, through everything that I've been through, I have the self-validation to know, like, this is temporary and this is not going to be where I am. So, like I said, I'm not bad. But it's made me aware to certain things that's going on and, like, to really be open to try to hear another person's experience. Yeah. So I'm grateful for that. That's good because I, I know uh, <laughs> when you called and told me about it, I was like, what? No, not my dog because – you probably like the closest person I've heard. I've heard that lost their job. I was like, I've I've seen like friends from like Facebook that like high school or college or whatever lost their job, or whatever. And I've heard about a couple other people, but you probably like the closest person to me that I <laughs> that I actually know that lost their job that I right. talk to on a more often basis. It can be real disheartening if you allow it to like humble you. And I like how Nipsey said it. He said, we don't let setbacks humble us, you know what I'm saying? And, like, I'm really starting to understand and grasp what he meant by that. It's, like, if I look at it as, like, I lost my job, then that's putting me in a place where, like, this happened to me. But instead, I'm choosing to look at it like I'm in this situation. What can I do to, you know, take this hand I'm dealt and make the best of it? How can I still take these circumstances and win? And that's like a more exciting mindset to me because I'm not a victim. You know what I'm saying? I still have power to change it because it's no telling what could happen now. 
like I was making pretty good money with IBM and I'm grateful for that experience. But like what I go do next, man, that's going to be crazy. Yeah. Uh, like I was talking to someone else recently who uh, lost their job and she was telling me how she's done like more things for like outside stuff that she's want to do. And I was like, Hey, I was like, yeah, it may be a setback, but like this might've been like a, blessing in disguise so i know like with you me and you have had like personal conversations about the stuff you want to do past ibm i was like you never know this might be the time for you to really do the other things that you want to do and set up for like the other business ventures and other ideas you may have so you never know like because it gives you more time to really focus on the other stuff so oh yeah most definitely and like i said i'm excited more than anything so i'm not gonna make something happen yeah that's just me yeah and then I know one one of the things that you've done since with more of your time is you did a podcast appearance on uh oh, yeah. yes I did on the opinion not fact podcast I I listened to that yesterday so, yes I had a lot of fun and I want to thank and shout out Shamanica Wiggins yeah, and I need everybody that's listening to go support her uh, she is a delightful spirit and I had a lot of fun you know it was pretty cool what did yeah. you think about the episode I liked it because. Uh, Especially because she was, because at first, even I was like, I was like, BDE. I was like, what, what, what is BDE? <laughs> and I was, I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, big dick energy. I was like, oh, just, just like how she said, I had never heard nobody say it in initials. But when she said it, she was like, oh, big dick. I'm like, oh, yeah, Tim does talk about that all the time. <laughs> I was like, you've, li you've literally talked about having big dick energy all the time. And how you explained it was like, I'm not, it's like not a derogatory thing. It's like, you know, it's kind of like a feeling like, yo, I walk around like like I got a big dick. Like you got that right. that spirit on yourself, and just hearing her talk about it, how she was like, yeah, I took it as a, a compliment. And then hearing about um, her struggles with like she how she recently stopped doing her podcast and everything for a little while, and how she said uh, she was in there watching like TV shows and all that, and she just mm -hmm. kind of just had to like kick her own self and like hold on, this is not you, this is not me, and just had to get back on it and get back doing right. it. I was like, cause when she hit me up, cause we talked about it a while ago, um, like not too long after we had the conversation in the chat room that we were in uh, for Talking Greasy's podcast. And she hit me up, she was like, I'm ready to do the episode now. I'm like, yeah, okay, you know, most definitely I'll do it with you. And, um, you know, we just started talking about it. And then like, I saw like, it was like episode four of her podcast. And I'm like, damn, like, I don't know if I'm that interesting of a person for you to, you know, have this early on in your podcast, but I appreciate you thinking of me. Like it was a humbling experience. I had a lot of fun and I really appreciate it. Yeah. It was a, it was a, a real dope conversation. And the fact that y'all really went back and forth and like, she gave you enough time to speak on the stuff that you want to talk about. And she, she had enough time. I was like, okay. It was like my man, Tim out here doing other podcast interviews. I was like, I like to see it. Cause like I've told you before, I, I want to see us all like doing other podcast interviews and just doing big things and branching out yeah. and just showing people. So I was like, I, I really enjoyed the conversation. Most man, there's like a lot more. Cause I know uh, that I've talked to you guys separately about, um, you know, branching off and doing my own like little special progress for like our brand. Mm. And like, I'm, I'm starting to think like, this is the time where I get to do that now, but I want to get really creative with it. And I want to try to figure out a way to present something that's different. So I'm gonna be working on that. That's one of the things I want to let people in on. So expect something. 
can't say when, but expect it. Hey, that's what the time is for, for you to start planning and getting all that stuff out. And then uh, also kind of because, like I said, we know you, you work for IBM. You like the, the tech guy. So the other day I, I read an article um, about Slack and Amazon partner up. Um, we're currently uh, speaking on one, one of those platforms right now, but we can't, can't we ain't going to throw out all these businesses unless they're giving us some money for that. There you go. <laughs> but uh, I, I read the other day about, the platform Slack is teaming up with Amazon to kind of counteract the, the Microsoft Teams platform as well as the Zoom platform. And so I sent it to you because I figured this would be something that I know you'd probably be interested. So what do you think about it? Uh, I did hear about it. And we use Slack at IBM. And like we maybe started using it maybe about two and a half years ago. And so I'm like, I'm familiar with it, but I didn't know to like the degree that a whole bunch of other companies were using it. So I'm not surprised that it happened because it is a pretty reliable platform and it replaced a lot of apps that we use. Once upon a time, those all were phased out because of Slack and okay. you can do so much with it. So if anything, like that's a, that's something to be aware of. Maybe you might want to check out some IPOs and see what's going on check out they stop because that's definitely going to be a successful merger and it's going to be positive and amazon shoot they they're looking right now to buy jc pennies they're in like some secret talks with that oh wow so, yeah like the downside of this i can say is that amazon is slowly becoming like it's every company now like they literally do everything and it's only a matter of time before they corner the market on everything yeah, uh, speaking of uh, Amazon corner market, I don't know if you, well, I think, yeah, we did talk about it recently uh, with the AMC stock. Amazon is looked at to possibly having them buy AMC because they're talking about uh, possibly uh, not being able to open back up or um, mm -hmm. really just. And that's scary, bro. That's scary because now you have a private company that gets to control what films you see not only over the internet, but, you know, in theaters now. And I'm not trying to say, like, speed down on Amazon, but that's a lot of power and control because that's going to shape the view of a lot of people. Yeah, because that's, that's what they're saying. They're like, hey, Amazon is already producing some of their own content through their mm -hmm. studios. And now that if they actually do end up buying into AMC, they can literally be like, well, we don't want to have these Sony movies in our theater or we don't want to sell these they uh, put a lot of Avengers big movies. companies out of business yeah yeah so they were saying they're like but then they, then again they said that they possibly most likely not because all those companies have to deal with them anyways to show their movies and tvs on their platform as it is already they're like yeah every time you watch a marvel movie they they get in a cut <laughs> or you watch a sony movie or whatever company movie they are getting a cut so they said if they do buy into AMC, that just means they about to get a, a just a bigger cut <laughs> yeah. just to show you their movies. And I agree with that to a certain extent, but the change of power is subtle. Like, it's never one big experience. It's like one minute you have it and the next minute you don't. Yep. And with things that are going with Amazon, Amazon has a finger in almost every market where there are pies. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's like they, they're literally in every market. So it's going to be very hard for them to lose. Like 
if they buy J.C. Penney's and they're able to establish, establish like a brick and mortar situation for their stores where they're not just an online brand, you can go to Amazon in person. You understand how powerful that is? Yeah. That's, that's going to be real big. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, I think things are going to be very interesting. Jeff Bezos, you know, he's a very smart dude. Yeah. And plus he probably like, hey, I already just had to give my ex-wife like half a billion. <laughs> so right. he, ain't, he ain't taking no more L's. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> he ain't taking no more L's. He was like, I had to give her like half a billion dollars. So <laughs> like, I she said for the rest of her life. That's what I'm saying. I was like, man. And she didn't do nothing. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, are you even smart enough to understand any of this is going on? And she just like, just oh, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I was like, she she could just she, she could be my sugar, my sugar mama if she want, you know, whatever. Yeah. I, I, and I think uh, now that I think about it, I think they were talking about buying out something else. I can't remember what it was, but Amazon is eyeing. If it comes to me later, I'll mention it. Um, but you know, I'm in stock, so I'm always researching and looking. You know, see yeah. Matter of fact, I'm invested. You've gotten into or anything since this whole quarantine's gotten done? Um, there are a few like water for the alkaline 88 water. Um, they're very good. Their ticker is W T E R, I believe. And yeah, they're that's a stock that's gonna go up soon. Right now, they're floating about like a dollar twenty-five. So if anybody's looking for something in that price range, I can definitely say within two months you're looking to probably make some profit. Um, before they were unlisted, J.C. Penney's was a decent buy because of the bankruptcy they filed for, the Chapter 11, which allows them to stay, still be able to stay in business and make money. Um, that puts them in a position, you know, to be able to get bought out by Amazon. So if they, depending on how much money they put into the company, you know what I'm saying, you can make some money there. I bought 30 shares myself before they were delisted. So that's oh, one of the yeah, things I'm we, watching, yeah. Yeah, because when you showed it, I was like, oh, let me hurry up going. I couldn't find it no more. Yeah. So, like, you got to be on it. But you can still, uh, like, if you get deep off into it, you can go to the pink sheets. But I don't know how that works exactly. But you can still buy it if you do it that way. Yeah. Well, I just bought some eight stocks of that water when you just said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, um, it's – Water's a good company, man. Like, they just got started with CBD products. So they have, like, topicals and adjustables. So, like, they're growing their brand. And they just got uh, listed on the Canadian Stock Exchange. So that's a good sign, too. They're in the NASDAQ, so they're available here in the U.S. And they're uh, in Canada. So that's, like, double the market size right there just with that move. Mhm, and that all happened within like the last two months. That's what I was like, uh, I've one thing I, I have been liking seeing on like Facebook and Twitter is seeing a lot of people that I know from like high school and college, seeing that they they are getting into stocks. I've been seeing a lot of people like post like, "Yo, doing this quarantine is forcing me to sit there and read books about stock, and oh, I'm getting into stocks and investing during this whole quarantine." So I've been mm-hmm. liking that and seeing it because it's just it's more making me think that this is why. I, Hopefully, if I have a kid one day, that I'm gonna make sure my kid knows this. Like super, you super young. Like, yo, I want you being yeah. high school, like knowing how to budget and do all that. And don't wait until you get to pass college, like like your dad, to start getting into all that. So, mm-hmm. 
Which man. speaking of having kids, how how how's uh little man doing? How how's it uh, been? I'm surprised y'all can't hear him. He's uh right here in the next room. Like, he's doing good. He in there eating, running around, having a good time. He, he is a one. Anything new you've learned about him just doing his part? Uh, it's not anything new. It's just like more and more every day you get to see what type of person he is. Like, and that's like amazing man and it like makes you reflect like a lot on yourself but um sometimes you just get left speechless like he's so smart he's not even three he just does so much by himself but at the same time he's still two and a half years old and you know you see where like the potential he has that's like the crazy part and like we just sit and have conversations because I don't talk, baby. I sit there and talk regularly, like I'm talking to you. And he'll just sit there and be talking with me, and like it'd be it'd be crazy. Yeah, that that's actually one of the things I I can't stand when people do when they do that baby. Mm -hmm. No, talk to me. Talk to the baby like like a, another human being, like a like a like a like a child. Like you ain't gotta do keep it, keep you like that keep it, keep it, look at Timmy Wimmy now. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. I feel like they learn better by you talking oh, like this. Yeah, he be getting passionate. He be getting in the conversations too. <laughs> I don't be understand everything he be saying, but when he get passionate, he'll let me know. Is it you like I, I okay okay I could tell you 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 feel really passionate about this topic huh yep yeah, mm, okay <laughs> mm-hmm like he's he just like does things that's like beyond two years old but it's just like man sit your grown self down somewhere ah <laughs> uh, yeah yeah it's pretty cool bro that's good can't wait for you to get some of your own so they can you know play together. Yeah, no, one day. Uh, my dad actually just posted on my sister's Facebook like a week ago for my niece's birthday because she just turned 18. He was like, he was like, all right. He was like, I got two grown grown grandkids because my my brother's uh, daughter, she's 21 now. And then Jada just turned 18. And he was like, he's like, man, I got two granddaughters. He's like, just wish I could have a, a grandson or at least a, another granddaughter, you know, one day. So my sister tagged me. It was like, Josh, he talking to you. <laughs> Need to hurry up, give dad that that son he want, that that grandson he want. There you go. It's uh, gonna come, sir. It's gonna come. It's I gonna come. Like, what you're supposed to. I ain't, I'm in no rush. My mom had me at thirty. She had my little sisters at like thirty-seven and thirty-eight. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you're fine. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. I, I'm in no rush. You gotta under understand the importance of building the foundation you know what i'm saying like yeah you can have the kids but if you ain't got the foundation to raise the kids like what what is the purpose of having them you know what i'm saying you got to be able to do it how you want to do it and how it's supposed to be done yeah that's how i keep telling people hey i can already barely hold my own <laughs> um as a single person so like what am i gonna do bringing another child that means a, another mouth i'm trying to feed as it is Mm -hmm. It was like, yo, I barely pay my bills as it is month to month <laughs> by myself. Then I got to yeah. worry about diapers and all that extraness that has to go with having Bruh. a child. Are you want to know how much I was paying the insurance? I'm I think it was like right under, I like three, no, wait, I changed it. So it was like 300 and something dollars a month. 
for me and Amari. Oof. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, man. But uh, I guess to kind of keep it keep it going, because uh, I know – I don't know if you still watch any of the DC shows, but I also saw one of the – Oh, yeah. I still watch The Flash. Yeah, I saw that one of the uh, Flash characters, the guy who played uh, the Elastic Man, Harley Sawyer, he was fired over some, like, racist and homophobic – and they well, they said fatophobic and all this other stuff. Uh, it's just misogynistic. Yeah, like, I'm like – this is how I feel about it personally. Yes, we want to hold people accountable for their actions, but at the same time, the public wasn't aware of this knowledge, and I I don't want to defend anything he said because it was like stuff that shouldn't have been said. But I'm like, if that's where he was as a person, and he's in a public space now where he has a platform where he has to use his platform to, you know advocate for the things that are just for fairness and stuff like that he has to sit and own and acknowledge the stuff that he said and to be honest there was no conversation it's just like everybody's following the black lives movement and they want to show that they support black people they're just doing actions we're taking action because you know this is going to offend somebody we don't want that attention our way we're going to do it so we get the positive light we get the positive attention and is that a step in the right direction i honestly can't say i mean we got to start somewhere but it really does nothing at the end of the day because now we don't really know like he could harbor that hate and not change as a person uh-huh we no longer have the power to hold him accountable because he's no longer on that platform. Like he's going to go get a job somewhere else, you know, probably still in the same industry, but that's going to cater to the people that support him and the stuff that he said, like, where is there to really open the experience for the conversation to have changed? Like that's, that never happened. And his two co-workers spoke out in defense. I didn't listen to what they had to say, but I'm pretty sure they were somewhere along the lines that he's changed as a person. You know, these were some things that we addressed with him and stuff like that. And just because, you know, all three of them are white does not make them all racist. Yeah. And then uh, I know I, I was watching another video uh, talking about it. And the, the guy was saying, one, it could be kind of like the, the guy who directed Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, yeah, he was fired, and maybe before they start shooting, maybe they sit down and be like, all right, well, we talked to Hartley, and we're going to bring him back or whatever, like he or whatever, saying like, hey, we've talked to him. He's apologized or whatever. Maybe hopefully they can bring him back kind of like the director of Guardians of the Galaxy. And then the dude was saying, um, he was like, yeah, if people don't know, a few months ago, the guy who played Flash in the movie, uh, there was like there was a whole video of him hitting a woman, <laughs> and he hasn't been fired. So, yeah. so uh, the guy on the video was saying he was like, "That's kind of awkward when the TV show and the movie are both owned by Warner Brothers, and Warner Brothers didn't do nothing to the guy who." And like some else, people don't know. I don't know if you heard about the incident that they had on the plane where he snuck off to the uh, bathroom to go vape, and then he started filling the cabin up with the uh, vape smoke. Oh no. Yeah, and they had to make an emergency landing, and <laughs> they found out it was him, like the Flash, and they just let him go with a warning. Wow. So I'm like, yeah. And 
like that's just where we are with certain things like this is unless they're going to be transparent and share the whole spectrum of the truth, you can't just pick and choose like what you choose to defend. Because like, uh, I can't remember like his name right now, but the Flash is like their moneymaker. Of course, he's not going to, they're not going to allow him to be portrayed negatively in media. Yep. And they have enough power to ensure that that happens. So do I feel that um, Hartley's firing was just, I don't. Do I understand why they did it? I do, but it in the end, it, ser- it doesn't serve anybody. They're just pandering to the cause that's popular right now, to what's going to keep putting money in their pockets, just like the apology from the NFL commissioner or owner, whoever that dude was. Um, what did he really say at the end of the day? Because the last thing he – how he handled it, ended his apology with is, I want to move forward to being the best NFL family. Yep. Like, this – at the end of the day, this issue is bigger than the NFL. If all you care about is your bottom line, how dedicated to change are you? And that's just one thing, like – it's not going to be solved overnight. It's not going to change overnight. It's something that we're going to have to all stay vigilant and aware of. And we just have to be able to hold each other accountable. Like we say all the time, you have to learn how to be checked and when to check people. Yep. Yeah, like that's as simple as it is. And it's going to be some time before we get there, but I do think we're capable of getting there. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all we can do is like just take a day at a time. Personally, that's all I'm thinking. Like, I personally hope. I was like, even though I don't, you know, of course, don't agree with any of the stuff he said. I personally hope that maybe they can work something out and maybe he can get back on the show because I did actually enjoy his character, especially because the end of the past this last season, he actually met a chick, and I was reading about how the chick that he saved at the end of the season in the comic books actually becomes his wife. So yeah. I was actually looking forward to seeing what that could happen next season so and plus he was like the comedy relief guy <laughs> oh yeah and like i'm pretty sure this isn't the last that we're gonna hear about it but if he does come back like i'm saying i'm i don't really i'm not too swayed one way or another about him keeping his job because you know there's been a lot of you know incidences where people said something like roseanne for instance she made her comments and that was, you know, whatever people felt some type of way, they rewritten her whole show. Like, it's going to happen. I want to see if he is to come back, how he will use his platform to advocate for, you know, the change that he's going to say that he's gone through himself. Like, that's that's what I want to see. I want to see you do something with your platform. I'm not saying that they should take away your platform. Do Do something with it. Mhm. That's that's really all we gotta do is we want to see the change because that's how I feel about a lot of these companies. They they don't say don't, don't say it. Don't say it, and then you know you fire people here and there. You know people that you can afford to you know let go, but then not really do anything at the end of the day because. Uh, have you watched the new Charm show that's on the uh, network? Yeah, I've seen the first season. I haven't watched the second season. Man, like, I'm a big believer in reading between the lines. And, um, you know, the first season, uh, the older sister has 
the boyfriend, the black dude. Yeah. I can't remember his name. Yeah, I can't remember what his name was. Uh, um, just like how he was depicted throughout the show, and he was possessed, and then like he was compared to a demon and all this other things. You know what I'm saying? He did hoodoo. Yeah. He's all this and like just like the things, the undertones of it, and like how he died and everything like that. That was like very. It stood out to me as a black person. Oh man, if you got time, uh, there was. You remember you watched Arrow, right? Yeah. Do you remember when John took over as Arrow Diggle? Oh yeah, when Diggle, yeah. Do you remember the first person he fought? No. It was a black woman. Oh wow. Yeah, you remember when he was beating her up in the limousine, and he was throwing her through the window and everything. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was the first person he fought when he became Arrow. And then later on in that episode, he had that scene where he was buying the steroids in the alley. No, I do buy the steroids, yeah. So what I'm saying, I'm the person that's going to read and interpret all of that. Both of that was aired on the same network. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't depict black men in a very good light. Mm -hmm. I see it, but I can't convince anybody else to see it. But what I can say is, if that continues to happen, no matter what your stance, what you say to me, you know, that doesn't matter. I'm going to look at with the content that you produce. Yep. And it's just wild. Like, that's how they, you know, depict black men. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's interesting, you know? Yep, that's like it. It is all interesting. But uh, I didn't want to keep you too long, sir. You know, I'm going to wrap it up, let, let you continue on with your your night and your day with with, with the family so uh the next song i'm gonna play well the first song i'm gonna play for this episode is our guy cypher fix there we so, go so coming up next it's my man cypher fix i'm on the way it's your boy smiles i'm here with tim and we'll be right back with the next guest we on the way yeah we on the way all right man you have fun all right later bro yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, cause I'm on the way, yeah, I'm on the way. She tell me, girl, I'm on the way, yeah, I'm on the way, yeah, I'm on the way. She tell me, girl, I'm on the way, she I'm on the way, yeah. You ain't gotta say shit, she went down, 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 yeah. She ain't gotta say shit, yeah. Say, cause I'm on the way, yeah, I'm on the way. She tell me, girl, I'm on the way, I'm on the way, yeah, I'm on the way. Tell her, girl, I'm on the way, she I'm on the way. Don't know matter where you are, cause I'm on the way. I'm on the way. Had a conversation with Shorty, never met before. Damn, she looking good. Damn, she she had a homegirl with a but conversation led to another one. I'm talking to both like them, I don't really know who to choose. What's up, though? What's up? Niggas all on them trips. We be spending up them chips. Pulling up in them whips. Late nights, we would dip. You know we was rockin', we turned up all night, yeah. Scratches on my back, ain't no cushions ass, yeah. Every time she around, it's going down, yeah. We all in the hotel room, scratches on my back, man, we on the wall. Niggas call downstairs like, man, this noise can't take too much more. Give it to me one time, one time. I'm about to beat it up, open the list so I can eat it up, cause I'm on the way, yeah. I'm on the way, she tell me girl I'm on the way, she I'm on the way, yeah 
I'm on the way. Say, tell me, girl, I'm on the way. Say, I'm on the way. Yeah, you ain't gotta say shit. She went down, down, down. Yeah, you ain't gotta say shit. Cause I'm on the way, yeah, I'm on the way She tell the girl I'm on the way, yeah, I'm on the way, yeah, I'm on the way Tell the girl I'm on the way, she I'm on the way, yeah Don't no matter where you are, cause I'm on the way, I'm on the way Water whipping with the diamonds, goddamn me, you know that she shining Know that she yelling the shit and I was just trying to hit her with perfect timing Damn, I know she wanna live again, she was all on the live again so loud again. Jump up on the pole, do it real quick, make a couple dollars and Girl, I know you've been on this here, girl, on time, time, time. And I know this thing here been all over your mind, mind, mind. We finna get it in, yeah. This is her favorite song, her and a friend, yeah. Matter of fact, y'all both can go open that door, y'all can come in, yeah. Me and my niggas, we got a hundred thousand wrapped in rubber bands, thrown it up. Couple of bitches checking us out, shit. You know we don't give a fuck I need another one Purple and double cars I need another one Tell him to pull it up Cause I'm on the way Yeah, I'm on the way Say tell me girl I'm on the way Say I'm on the way Yeah, I'm on the way Say tell me girl I'm on the way Say I'm on the way Yeah, you ain't gotta say shit She went down, down, down Say you ain't gotta say shit Say I'm on the way yeah, I'm on the way. She tell the girl I'm on the way. Yeah, I'm on the way. Yeah, I'm on the way. Tell the girl I'm on the way. She I'm on the way. Yeah, don't no matter where you are, cause I'm on the way. Yeah, I'm on the way. Yeah. All right, y'all. It's your boy Smiles. We back. Y'all just heard my man Cipher Fix with On the Way, and we here with our next guest, the next person from the Uncle Urban Pod. I told y'all we don't. We're running through everybody that's part of the Uncool Urban Pod today for this episode. So up next, we got the lovely Bree. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm trying to get used to this whole change of things, but I'm, I'm doing great. And yourself? Good, good. You know, just working every day and being tired and all that. <laughs> <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> so, uh, uh, like I, I was telling, well... People that heard it in the intro, like again, I said for the last section with Tim, uh, I just really just wanted to check in with everybody individually because I know since we haven't been able to actually been in one location all together, and all of us uh, have been have really been able to really talk with each other. I figured it'd be a great way for everybody to just check in and see how everybody individually part of the Uncle Urban Pod was was doing, and just really just check literally check in with everybody on how we're doing mentally and all that stuff because it's been a lot with the corona and then all the social injustice stuff so this was like we want to just see how we're all thinking and how we're all feeling and all that so first off like I'm asking everybody is how are you feeling like how are you how are you doing how are you like really doing like tell us how is Bree doing uh well I mean I guess it really just depends on if we're being honest or not yeah uh, I mean <laughs> I'm making it. You can, be, you, can well, be, you can be as honest as you want to go into. Uh, I'm making it. That's a, that's a basically as real as we can be. I'm making it. Um, I mean, before, honestly, my my go-to was the gym, kind of. You know, that was kind of my getaway. I looked forward to, you know, the kind of times that I got, you know, to go do my photography, you know, meet with you guys, you know, shoot the sessions with you guys. Um, cause you know, I haven't really been able to do a whole lot with my photography with the coronavirus, you yeah. know, they kind of put a, a hold on that, you know, so I've just been able to shoot, you know, like 
I don't know, the trees and flowers and animals, you know, and it's not really the same because I love people. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we've worked through the whole, you know, coronavirus because, you know, in construction, you're considered essential. Um, so we've, we've worked the entire time. Oh. So, I mean, I mean, I've kind of been fortunate for that, but, you know, being a nurse in essence, because, you know, we've had to take everybody's temperature and ask these questions and, um, cause you know, we've had to do that. We've implemented that with our job. So, I mean, it's been important, but I'm like, I don't get paid to take people's temperature and ask them how they're feeling and, you know, all of that. But I had to do it at the Cowboys a couple mornings. They were like, hey, Josh, sit right here. Take everybody's temperature and get them signed in. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just sit here, you know, do that. All right. It's my, it's part of my job Monday, Wednesday, Friday when I'm at the airport. So, oh, wow. yeah, I can definitely relate. So I do that as part of my eight hours when I'm out there on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So um, it's definitely a challenge because, you know, you're kind of like, do I really want to do this? I don't get paid to do this, you know? And then you're like, we had nurses on site for a period of time. And, you know, when you find out they get paid like me and $90 an hour to do this, you're like, well, you know, you want to kind of pay me more, but you know, no, no. neither here nor there, but um, yeah, it's, it's been a challenge to be honest. Um, you know, especially being indoors, not really out and about. I've, you know, just, I've been making it. Like, we'll just say that. <laughs> that's, all, that's all we we can do really right right now is just make it day by day. But uh, definitely. Uh, also, kind of, kind of, gonna go on deep because, uh, you know, with everything going on with all the killings and social injustice, I, I thought you'd be the perfect person to also talk to. I say one Tim would be in a father, and then you, uh, for people that don't know, you have uh, black siblings and black nieces and nephews and stuff like that. So, from your perspective, how how's that going on, and how do you, I guess, view the whole situation and I guess having to talk to like your nieces and nephews or like having the fact that you have like a, a, a black little brother. So how's all that for you, for you from your perspective? Honestly, it's been very kind of challenging. Um, I actually had a few people um, message me on Facebook um, and I was telling my mom about this and cause I kind of didn't know how to react to it. Um, I had a few people actually message me and kind of made the comment that uh, because I was white, they couldn't be friends with me anymore, which I thought was very immature and childish. And I was like, well, clearly we weren't friends to begin with. Um, anything to like say that, hey, um, <laughs> you're not on your page, like white power, fuck all the black people. <laughs> I think it had more to do with... Um, the fact that they were just like, um, I guess maybe struggling with themselves. I don't know, but um, I guess when everything started happening, I don't know if they struggled with certain things or what, but I guess because I was white, they felt they couldn't be friends with me. I don't know. But then like when I tried to explain to certain people that, you know, I don't see color. I don't see races. I don't see religion. I don't see none of that. Um, I have a very diverse family, like you were saying, you know, different races, different I, religions, I, I, I different cultures. It's true, but see, a lot of people wouldn't know that unless they were around, you know? Yeah. But um, it really hit home with me because, like, 
for people to reach out and like, first of all, unfriend me or say they couldn't be around because of that one. And two, you know, like even my little sister experienced it, DJ, um, because somebody told her, well, you're mixed. You don't count or you don't understand. You know, it's like, come on now, you know, she's half black, you know, and, you know, even in my family, you know, having, you know, mixed brothers and sisters, you know, having interracial, you know, family and, you know, growing up yeah. in black environments, you know, and even dating, you know, African-American, you know, the whole, just every bit of it, it just really hits home with me because like I said, I don't see color. I don't see any of it. And the fact that people are just so ignorant about it or immature about it. And they're like, well, you're white. You wouldn't understand. How wouldn't I understand? Like, you know, right is right. Wrong is wrong. Yeah. And you know, whether you choose to follow the system or not, that's on you, but that doesn't make it right. That doesn't make it okay. But at the end of the day, that doesn't mean I'm going to go out here and start riots or start, you know, like breaking things, you know, when you start stealing and, mm. and breaking stuff, you know, at what part are you really, what are you really fighting for at that point? Like, what are you really standing up for? Like, People say that, you know, when they were protesting, they were fighting for the cause, but what are you really fighting for? Because then they started, you know, setting things on fire and they started breaking into stuff and then they started stealing. It's like, really, what are you, what are you doing other than making people look bad? And I say people because you're just being ignorant at that point, yeah. you know, and it really hurts because it's like, you know, I have to sit in and worry for my siblings, you know, for my family, because it's like, you know, they could be walking down the street and have to worry about looking over their shoulders, you know, like worrying about, you know, are they going to have to explain, you know, why they're somewhere at the wrong time, you know, like I could be with one of them at some at some point and have to worry about it. You know, there were times where my brother, he would, you know, he's mixed, but he looks more black than he does white. And he was pulled over for the wrong reason, you know, and they wanted to search his car and they did but they didn't have probable cause at one time and he didn't know his rights. And I was there and had to witness it, you know, and they treated him very wrong. Uh, you know, cause there's different times that we did go through, you know, different situations and I would tell him and I recorded the entire thing. And I was like, bro, no, you know, cooperate, you know, cause you don't know if they're going to pull a gun on you or not. Mm. You know, people don't understand that just because I'm white and they say, Oh, you don't understand. No, but I have family. So, you know, I have to worry about it too because, because that's my brother, you know, that's my sister, my niece, my nephew, you know, and it hurts because it still hits home with me because I don't know if I'm going to get that call and, you know, something happened to them. Yeah. So it's still, it still affects me just as much as it affects anybody, you know, like I, I mean, you're my best friend. You're not white. I mean, yeah. come on now. Like people don't understand. Like they say, you know, oh, it doesn't affect you. It affects everybody. Yep. Because you don't know what, when, when my phone rings, I don't know what kind of call I'm going to get. And, you know, that's why it hits home with me because I'm the kind of person, I'm a very caring, giving person and I love doing things for everybody. And so when I go out in the community, I don't look at those things, but at the same time, it's like, you have to sit and look at the entire situation. Like, I understand, you know, you're a police officer, but people take power and they run with it. Yep. And that's problem like when people get power they don't know what to do with it and that goes for anybody you know I think people with power they typically that's like there's when people there's they say that you know there's so many chiefs and not enough Indians 
everybody wants to have power, but they don't know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's been really difficult because, you know, you can't really sit down and explain certain things to little kids, but yet you have to, you know, because like people don't understand. And then it's like, why are they going through this? You know, like, you know, my nephew told my, my mom, my sister, you know, Hey mom, you know, why are they doing this? You know, Jared, he's so smart. My little nephew, he was telling DJ, my sister, mom, why are they doing these things? Mom, why are they setting things on fire? Like he was watching the TV and he's like, mom, why, why are they doing this? And you know, it's like trying to explain something to a child who, yes, he understands to a certain point, yeah. but you know, he mixed, you know, and it just breaks my heart because it's, the world we live in is so corrupt and it's so it's like the kids have to go through this and people don't understand it's just making it harder for them yeah I, I saw um a post from this girl i went to college with the other day she was saying she was like yeah she's like these times have been really hard to talk to uh talk with my kids she was like first i had to explain to them that they can't go outside and they have to wear masks because of the germs she was like, she's like, and now um, I have to explain to them that um, pe people are dying and all this violence on TV is because uh, uh, black people are, are are being hated on um, because of the cops. And she's like, and having to explain to them, like, why, why do the cops hate black people? And she's like, and having to, like, explain stuff like that. She's like, it's really hard when I'm already having a hard time having to explain to them why they can't go outside and play or go see their friends and all that because of the germs. So, exactly. So I was just it's like, oh, yeah, but uh, also kind of related to, uh, I, I sent I sent this article to you the other day. Uh, Starbucks, everybody knows you you love your your your, your Starbucks coffee. <laughs> uh, yeah. they, well, first first they came out and said that they weren't going to allow people to wear like Black Lives Matters T-shirts and stuff. But then like the next day or some of that, they uh, recanted and said that oh they can which basically came from the backlash. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about your, your favorite coffee place doing all that? Honestly, I mean, it really hit home for me. Like I was, I've been kind of back and forth with Starbucks, to be honest. Um, one, lately I've been trying to save money, to be honest. So That's I've kind good. of been making coffee good. at home. <laughs> but I do love my Starbucks. So I've been trying to, you know, like drink it more, um, hit or miss. But when I went and got it, I saw that article and I was like really disappointed at the fact that I saw that. And then when I was reading the article, I was like, wow, they're okay with the support of certain causes. Like they were so, you know, supportive of the LGBT, you know, and the other causes but then why were they not supportive of, you know, the black community and everything else? Yep. So that really like kind of made me take a step back and I'm like, wait a minute, like I spend so much money at this establishment yeah. and you know, like it really upset me because I'm like, I'm not going to keep pouring my money into a company that can't even support the black community. And like, I have, I have black siblings and black family and, so like, I really got upset by that because I'm like, you say that you're open to, you know, all different causes and, you know, d you're very supportive in all of that aspect. But then yet, when you say that there was going to be repercussions and stuff, if people supported a cause, especially this cause, I didn't understand that. 
And then when I read the second article where they, you know, recanted that and said, oh no, we're all about it. And we're actually gonna, you know, release all these shirts in support of, of it, you know, and I'm like, hold on, like it's on now the you're, backlash. <laughs> now you're just doing this because of the backlash. Yep. And so honestly, I'm at a point now where I might get Starbucks here or there, but regardless, I'm not I'm not a hundred percent all for. Like I love the coffee, don't get me wrong. I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna boycott it because I'd be lying. And I'm not about lying. But if it's the choice between going against Starbucks or saving some money and just getting it at home, I'm just going to make it at home and save my, you know, six, seven dollars because I always get the venti. Um, so really, to be honest, it really kind of turned me off to the company, like, because I don't want to support somebody that doesn't support something I believe in. And I'm all for, you know, the black community. I'm all for supporting you know all causes like i'm not gonna sit and be like oh i just support this cause no and you can't just do something because of a backlash like you can't just be like oh well today i'm gonna support red just because yeah yesterday i said no and you know i, I got so, backlash <laughs> you know like yeah. and so i guess honestly like i mean i'll still drink starbucks I'm, I'm not gonna be like no i'm not gonna drink it at all but honestly, it's not going to be like it used to be because every time I go get Starbucks now, that's like right there in my mind. Like, really? Like, yeah. how would, how can you do something like that? So to be honest, that really stood out to me. And I don't think it's something that's just going to go away overnight. And I really think they're going to have to do more than what they're doing to rebuild that image. Because I honestly think other people kind of view it the way I do. I don't think I'm the only person. That is just like, oh, okay, Starbucks, you just, you know, fix the problem. No, it doesn't work that way. But, I mean, A, I think it made it a little better. Yeah. Because you're now allowing them to. But it still doesn't fix the fact that you only did it because of the backlash. It's mm -hmm. like being, being a hypocrite, you know? It's like, okay, well, I'll let it slide today because of this. But, you know, what about next week? What about next month? What about next year? Like... Yeah, is like, this going to be an like, ongoing thing? Like, are you going to continue to support the causes and stuff like exactly. that? Are you going to make a real concerted effort to show that you're about to change and all that stuff? That's that's my that's my thought on it. You know, like that's what I really wanted to ask Starbucks. Like, is this something that's going to be ongoing? Is this going to be something you do every year, like you do the LGBT and everything else, or is this going to be something you do this year just because you're trying to fix what you screwed up? Yeah, that's that's gonna be kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah. So uh, besides that, because we know that like Starbucks is like your your relaxing thing. That that that's what makes you happy. What else have you been doing? I guess have you been doing anything to I guess make you happy and do self care and like take care of yourself during all, all this time since you can't really go out and do like photography and do all the other things that you really like to do to help relax you. Honestly, I've been so indoors because you know i'm still working and stuff yeah. but i love the sun and i love the heat so actually i've been sitting outside in the sun a lot um because i really enjoy the heat mm -hmm. everybody that knows me i'm always in a hoodie mm -hmm. and i'm always like actually i'm surprised i'm not in one now <laughs> but i've been sitting outside and actually i've been reading more okay. i hate to read hate it but i've actually been reading more um maybe a glass of wine here or there but 
I've really been doing more like bubble baths, um, you know, some soaking, some, you know, just kind of me time as far as like, you know, that is concerned, but more, I would have to say probably sitting in the sun reading. That's kind of been my self-care, you know, my me time for myself. It's really been a lot of help for me. Um, a lot of books, like as far as, um, some inspiration, uplifting, some, um, finding myself books. I've been working on trying to, uh, do you have a favorite so far? Um, not yet as far as, well, I'm lying. I'm totally lying. Um, when I say this, people are going to totally take it the wrong way, but I think my favorite so far would probably be why men love bitches and why men marry bitches. I know, and it's not what you think, so you definitely would have to look into it or read the book. Okay. Um, it's, <laughs> it's bitches in this term is referred to more of like um, the dream girl. Um, it's more of a self-help kind of book. Um, the book refers to more of a doormat woman turned into a more independent dream girl. Um, it kind of helps with, uh, rebuilding yourself after being a doormat, um, which is basically somebody that's been walked all over and taken advantage of. Um, it's helped me a lot after my divorce. So, um, it's actually a really good book for women that are trying to find themselves and, build their confidence back up so i would definitely recommend it if anybody's looking for something like that okay we'll have to make sure we tell all the ladies it's definitely not it. what you think it is <laughs> well, <I'm being laughs> <all> bitches. <laughs> exactly it's not what you think it is but um, when i first saw it and when i was reading it people were like kind of shunned me for it and it's they kind of like, you, just see, way. you just see the cover <laughs> like right like, but the more I talk about it, like my mom was even like, I want to read it when you're done. And my sister was like, hey, I really need to see that book when you're done with it, you know, so definitely look into it. So it's been a great, it's been a great read. I hate to read, but it's actually what got me back into reading again. Okay, I like that. I've been yeah. trying to do, do a little bit more at the, the radio station instead of watching TV and like watching anime and all that and playing my, my video game I'm trying to do a little bit more reading or like if I do I'm like spacing it out like okay I'm gonna watch like Netflix or whatever for like an hour hour and a half or whatever and then right. I'm, I'm gonna read for like two hours or whatever and yeah. then like the last hour or whatever I might do some studying or something like that so it's like, definitely helped me um I've definitely started reading more and just looking for more ways to build myself up. Um, I don't really watch much TV, but I'm okay with that. Um, but it's definitely helped me as far as just, you know, building my confidence and just boosting uh, myself spiritually, so. Okay, that's good. It's always good. Well, that's kind of pretty much all I really wanted to talk to you about. Anything else you want to mention before we, we dip off into the song? No. All I can say is keep checking out you know all the uncool urban i mean i know it's kind of different at the moment but you know it's still a great way to you know check in on us see how everybody's doing um you know keep up with the current craziness of the you know chaos of whatever you want to call it but <laughs> regardless life goes on and you can't allow it to take over you know you still have to keep pushing and 
follow your dreams and don't stop. Speaking of which, definitely planning to, if everything goes as planned, Africa's going to see me 2021 and or Peru mission trip 2021. So okay. definitely look well, for some, on the list. some up and coming. Keep me in your thoughts and prayers. Um, don't forget to check me out. Be Your Focus, Facebook and Instagram. Um, BeYourFocus.com is my website. And, you know, back at the photography. So now that we're officially allowed, still social distancing and keeping, you know, safe practices in place but we are back up and going so if you need some photography you need some photos taken hit me up but other than that i think that's about it smiles i definitely appreciate you you know checking up on me always yes miss you too all right so y'all this next song is my man jay smith featuring sad with what i need this is your boy smiles we got brie and here go the song what i need coming up next You see me down, you ain't see me give up, my nigga. And now I'm up with these bucks, it's nuts, my nigga. I got what I need, I'm done giving trust, my nigga. I got what I need, I'm done giving love, my nigga. You see me down, you ain't see me give up, my nigga. And now I'm up with these bucks, it's nuts, my nigga. I got what I need, I'm done giving trust, my nigga. I got what I need, I'm done giving love, my nigga. Yeah. Yeah. I got what I need, I'm done giving trust, my nigga. Yeah. Yeah. I got what I need, I'm done giving love, my nigga. I was down and out, I felt like killer. Smoking purple haze in the chocolate Dutch, these flowers not vanilla. All these lines, tigers, and bears forced me to be gorilla. The pussy made me blind, so with the money helped me see it clearer. That these niggas, not from the cloth, man, they all soft. I'm popping off by myself. This shit a sport like golf. You call that loud? I don't cough. See, I'm a different boss. Drip a different sauce. Money, respect came with a different cost. I was drifting off, sleep at the wheel. Now I got my coffee. Now I can really focus. Focus on keeping you bitch niggas off me. The frequency of me talking the money is walkie-talkie. And I don't trust a motherfucking soul. Look at what mama taught me, nigga. You see me down, you ain't see me give up, my nigga. And now I'm up with these bucks. It's nuts, my nigga. I got what I need. I'm done giving trust, my nigga. I got what I need. I'm done giving love, my nigga. You see me down, you ain't see me give up, my nigga. And now I'm up with these bucks. It's nuts, my nigga. I got what I need. I'm done giving trust, my nigga. I got what I need. I'm done giving love, my nigga. Yeah. Yeah. I got what I need. I'm done giving trust, my nigga. Yeah. Yeah. Got what I need, I'm done giving love, my nigga. You see me down, you ain't see me give up. You see me fight, you see me keep my fist up. You see me cook, you see me work my wrist, huh? Took me for granted, now the one you miss, huh? I gave my trust and love, it wasn't adding up. Like I'm at the table and the scale broke while I'm bagging up. I could eyeball, you couldn't hold your weight. Looking at the man in the mirror, like, boy, I know you great. I got what I need, some peace and some weed. 
I vow to always leave a piece for my team. A piece of me wants you succeed, the other wants you to bleed. Had a talk with God and I'm a follower's lead. You see me down, you ain't see me give up, my nigga. And now I'm up with these bucks, it's nuts, my nigga. I got what I need, I'm done giving trust, my nigga. I got what I need, I'm done giving love. All right, y'all, it's your boy Smiles, and we back uh, with another interview. You know what I'm saying? Like I said at the beginning, we're interviewing. Everybody with the Uncle Urban podcast, you know, we did Bree, we did Tim. So of course we got we got to end it off with the mayor himself. What's good? How you doing, Shot? I'm doing pretty good. Shot Diddy know, in the building. With all considered, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. So uh, like I told the everybody at the beginning of the episode, I just wanted to check in with everybody, see how they're doing. Um, we just did your episode recently for your thirtieth birthday, but just wanted to know like how you doing. Like, how are you really doing every, everything, like, going on right now with the social injustice? And then, I know, Keith, you told me recently how you went to one of the marches and protests. So can you just speak on, like, how, how are you really doing, how are you mentally doing with everything and just how the experience was actually going out and doing one of the protests? All right, for the protests, yeah, I went on Saturday when everything kicked off at um, City Hall. Okay. I'm going to say this. I really wish I went to the other ones, the more peaceful protests, because Saturday was chaotic. Uh, this is when people were spray painting all over City Hall. And not the beautiful Black Lives Matter mural that's there now. I'm talking about just, you know, F this, F that. But I know that it wasn't nobody that looked like me did it because they used the G at the end of the uh, profanity. I said, <laughs> Hmm, very suspicious. And, and then you had um, a, like a couple of white guys walking around with like rifles and stuff. Oh, wow. it was, I'm like, you brought rifles to a peaceful protest. And the only reason they put them up and they, they like stopped everything was because the police pulled it out on them, but they don't realize what they did. They made it to where police were like hemming up pretty much accurate all the way down to where city city hall is oh wow so you had all that going on helicopters flying left and right so once everybody got started trying to like block the freeway that's when i said oh i'm done <laughs> that was the most intense like like i said um since i don't work out like i used to man that was probably the most intense workout i've had in a long time <laughs> i was exhausted the next day oh my goodness I slept in. I was like, yeah, I can't even move. Yeah. I was exhausted. But it was it was worth the experience. Um, the only person I talked to through the whole thing was my cousin who went with me. And I FaceTimed my mom because my mom was pretty much locked in her um, building downtown. And then she almost got into it with the cops because she was trying to leave. And they were telling her to get off the street, and she couldn't. Oh, so, wow. yeah. It was just enough. It was a long day for everybody. But um, one of the things my cousin said, and I laughed because I think we said it too. My cousin was have looked at me and was like, you said this day would come. And I said, I've been saying that since I was a kid. <laughs> and the reason I've been always saying that, one day people are just going to see that everything that is wrong with the world, they're just going to wake up. And the reason I always said that, because I was optimistic that it would happen, because I don't like um, injustice. 
I don't like for anyone to be treated unfairly. I don't care what your background is, what your sexuality is, or any of that mental capacity, all that. I don't care. You should be treated with respect because at the end of the day, you're still a human being. So I'm always going to fight for those guys because it's because I just really never found it fair. And as long and as long as I live, I'm always going to start off of why I hate injustice like this. I'm an African-American male in the South. I'm the most hated person in the world for absolutely no reason, just for being born. Yep. So as long as I have that on my thing that it says that I was born in Dallas, Texas, a red state, and it has black on my birth certificate, I'm going to fight for the little man because even in my best days, I'm still considered the little man. Yep. So that's um, pretty much what I took from the protest. I saw a lot of, I'll put it like this, a lot of alabaster um, protesters there. And um, <laughs> I'm glad, you know, I hope some of them were, the ones that I saw were allies because I also heard that white supremacists were there to rile up things. I believe that's what those guys with the guns were. That's just me because you don't come to com- you don't come to a, a peaceful protest with combat boots on and black pants and a gun. <laughs> Talking about Black Lives Matter. I don't think that's how you do it. So that was cool. But like I said, it, it's I didn't take any pictures or anything like that because like my cousin literally took one picture and it was of us when we got out, like in the car before we start walking yeah. with our mask on. And she was like, you're not going to pull out your phone? I said, if this phone dies and something happens to us, that's it. For me, it wasn't a social media experiment. It wasn't, look at me. I'm woke now. (laughs) Like, I I didn't want to take a selfie in the middle of this. I didn't want to take videos in the middle of this. That was not my mindset. My mindset was, I just want to show that I support. And I'm glad that we're finally raising our voices. Yeah, because you know, it was some people who most likely went just to get the the photo op, just to say they they it's, went. It, look, I, know I was just I went. I was there. Look, I was. I'm a part of the protest. But do you? Really, and I'm like, this is not a time to clout chase people. It's really not. This is real. This is people's lives at stake. Um, me, I know, and Enrico have both been hashtagging Breonna Taylor. The people that the officers that killed her are still free on administrative leave. I think they got administrative, they're either on administrative leave or they got a reassignment. Uh, I heard heard about somebody, I heard uh, at least one of them got a reassignment. Thank you. I know I've heard that at least about one of them. So this isn't a time to cloud chase. This isn't a time to show that you know a whole bunch of black people and black lives matter. I don't even like what uh, some um, companies are doing with Black Lives Matter, I think it's kind of ridiculous because you knew that we're t- the top consumers in the world, uh, definitely in this country. Yeah, I heard the term, um, a lot of these companies are, are window shopping. Thank you. You window they shopping. See- that, that was the term I, I heard. A lot of these companies are, are window shopping. They saying it just to say it and be like, oh yeah, I'm just saying it just but really, but what are you doing, really? Like, besides you, besides you saying it, what are you doing? Because, like, I like the little actually? emails I get saying, oh, we gave this amount of money to 
a black organization or to the legal defense fund, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, okay, after 2020, what are you going to do? Yep. This isn't just a one-year deal. Ah, oh, man, remember that one time we fought injustice? That was fun. No. This is an ongoing thing. This is some you're trying to reverse about 400 years of like I don't even like using the word oppression, but that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. This is not a trend. This is not something me being I mean, it feels weird that ever since I was young two black men leave each other, the first thing we say is be safe. Yeah. That's uncomfortable. I'm like, if you've never felt the uncomfort from that in the middle of the night, you don't you don't understand Black Lives Matter. Yeah, I, I, I had to tell a coworker recently uh, who was this basically talking like, oh, I can't believe all this stuff that's going on. This is crazy. You know, like, I can't believe this. Like, uh, he like disagreeing with uh the Trump and he's disagreeing with all that stuff, but he was just asking me about it. And I was like, Yeah, I was like, take me for example. I was like, nice guy, good guy, do everything. I was like, I still get afraid when I see cop cars and cops. He was like, What? I was like, Yeah. I was like, me who I know I don't do anything besides like mainly be on my phone when I shouldn't be on my phone while I'm driving, all this stuff. I was like, but when I see cop cars and and even when I'm driving safely or just even walking somewhere and I see cops, I still get afraid. Like, Oh shit. Let me, I, I, I know I tense up like, Oh shit. Like, let me make sure I'm, I'm on point. Like I don't need nobody like try to get at me for anything. Especially cause everybody know I love wearing hoodies. Like hoodies are my thing. I was like, I don't want nobody to be like, Oh, what, what are you doing? Like nothing. I'm just like walking to the store. I'm just going to work. So, yeah. Like I said, I've been stopped walking home from work. I've been stopped in the middle of <laughs> the fair. I still remember that because I had, you know, for people who pay attention to um, the Uncle Urban podcast as a whole, um, I always wear an Oak Cliff hat. I've probably been wearing the Oak Cliff hat way before El Chewy started making them. I think I've been wearing an Oak Cliff hat for at least a good decade. I heard you were born with an Oak Cliff hat on. I probably was. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if I I wouldn't be surprised if I was born with a Dallas Cowboys or a Mavericks or an Oak Cliff hat on. <laughs> <laughs> like that's just my signature uh apparel. That's my crown, I say. Um so the cop was like, Oak Cliff, huh? I say, Yeah. That's where I'm from. Proud of it. He said, like, Oh, what part? I said, I grew up in Highland Hills, but I live over on Keystone Westmoreland now. Oh, okay. Stay out of trouble. I'm like, what the? <laughs> Stop me in the middle of the fair eating a turkey leg to ask me about my hat. I'm like, get out of here, man. <laughs> so people don't understand. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter any of that. Of that male, female. It doesn't matter any of that. If they look at your skin, they got a problem. And it's not just, and I always tell people that get mad at me, I'm like, it's not just cops. I'm like, because remember, Trayvon wasn't killed by a cop. Mm -hmm. Ahmaud Aubrey was not killed by a cop. It's, a, it's really just a racism thing. Be mad at the police. Cool. Be mad at law enforcement. Cool. 
I'm not advocating to kill them or do this, do that. If that's how you feel, that's how you feel. I can't tell you how to feel, but it's a racism thing. Yeah. It's a prejudice thing. I mean, I've even wrote um, for the people. Uh, check out downcoreurban.com, my last blog post. I even wrote that. I mean, they're still judging you on what your name is on your application. Come on. It's more than just cops killing black men and women like in their custody or on the street. Mm -hmm. It's how they treat us overall. We can't get certain jobs. We can't <laughs> be in certain positions without someone yelling affirmative action. Oh, I was better for this, more qualified for this. And since he's black, they gave it to him and so on and so forth. It's all this craziness that just accumulated to this moment in time. Yeah. But uh, also kind of going with this with everything, with all the social injustice and everything, everybody knows it, that you you, you shot Nowitzki, you, you missed the I love basketball, like everything Dallas Mavericks. Uh, everybody knows that basketball has been out for a while now. And recently they, they talked about how they're going to get the, the playoffs uh, starting out like a round robin down in Orlando uh, at the, the, the Disney location. But with everything going with social injustice, with the um, Floyd murder and everything that some players, including like Kyrie Irving, uh, I, I read earlier that um, Dwight Howard said he doesn't want to play. But what are your, what are your thoughts on the, the players not wanting to play um, until things are solved or, or are you on the other side where come on, just get out there and play. Cause I know like I was texting with uh, Lowe and everybody earlier and like Lowe was just saying like, just get out there and play. <laughs> like this stuff is just going to still happen. Cause, and then even um, Steven Jackson, even he said he, he'd rather not uh, have the NBA going on. So what are your thoughts on everything with, with all that? I'm on the fence personally, because yes, I would love to see if the Mavericks can go ahead and bring home the championship in Orlando, but, I also don't think that the climate with COVID and what's going on and the revolution, as I call it, is the time to be thinking about, oh, man, I wonder if uh, the Lakers and the Clippers won last night or things like that. It's the last thing on my mind right now. So that's why I'm on the fence, because as much as I would love to see basketball, something to take, take away the tension of what's going on, I still don't think it's a time. I don't think it's the capacity to do, you know, to have anything like that. Like even if baseball was around, I probably wouldn't attend a game. And I'm and I'm ready to go to Globe Life Field to see what it looks like. And I still don't think I'd even want to go. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so like I said, I'm on the fence. But I do see what Kyrie says, but Kyrie always says some craziness. To me, it's always like some off the wall stuff. I'm like that brother's overly woke to me. I'm <laughs> in his. Yeah, that's mind. what I was, I was like. <laughs> He's overly uh, woke. Like, like flat, yeah, Kyrie, one of the top players. Yeah, yeah, flat Earth and everything. I was like, this guy. I was like, I feel him because I'm one of them type of cats. I like to read a lot. My mind, like, I think I literally call you and just be like, brother. Da 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 da. <laughs> I give you some black power speech every other day. And you're like, I don't know what he calls me to tell me this. <laughs> but, like, you know, I was, 
I was just reading this passage, and you know, my brother, it's it just reminds me. <laughs> it just reminded me, man. But, but yeah, so I just I always feel Kyrie on what he's saying because I'm like that. That's a cat I could relate to on a mental level. But a lot of players have said you could use that money to fight injustice too, because I don't. I think a lot of people are saying they won't get paid if they don't play. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, because I saw yeah, Austin Rivers said that. He was like, yo, I feel you on not playing, but he was like, yo, it's a lot of us players that we need these checks. <laughs> <laughs> we need that check to hit. We need, that, we need Adam Silver to uh, cut a check for us. We ain't living like that. So but so I understand that, too. Um, so that's, what, again, I'm on the fence because as much as I love my Mavericks, as much as I love seeing hoops in general, it's really – it's just not the time, especially July, late July. That's still too soon for me, honestly. Again, like I said earlier, Breonna Taylor's killers are still on the loose. They're still not in custody. I don't get it. Like, you're making laws and stuff, but they still out. They're still chilling. I mean, they're on administrative leave, a.k.a. they're getting paid to stay at home. Yep. And another guy's been reassigned, which means he's sitting inside the police precinct, chilling, just probably signing, just, you know, just doing papers, doing paperwork. So I'm like, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, as much as I love my hoops, no, this ain't the time, man. I can wait till October. And uh, kind of going with that with the, because, you know, we uh, speaking on all the injustices, and uh, did you hear about how Revolt has started a a new TV show, or yeah, a new TV show starting uh, that's going to be hosted by Ebony K. Williams, who also hosts State of the Culture with Joe Budden and uh, Remy Ma. She's they're going to have a new um, Black News. Black News. So, yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Because I I, th- I think it's a, a great idea to because she said it's basically just them giving the news unapologetically from the Black um, point of view, and I'm like. This is what we need. But I was thinking about nobody really rocks revolt on like that. So it was like, unless you really gonna like watch the YouTube or you have the channel, which I know people don't really watch it. I mean, even the Black only <laughs> talk about how they don't watch Revolt and they're sponsored by Revolt. Yeah, they're literally on at five, six in the morning every morning. Uh, <laughs> and they, and they still say, Yeah, we don't watch Revolt. Yeah, we don't and, watch it. I was like, I'll watch Breakfast Club. I was like, I have the channel and I watch it. Only thing I don't watch it probably on there is like the music video um, shows. But other than that, I watch the shows. Uh, yeah, I've been watching Black News the last few episodes. Um, it's been really cool to see like Rizla um, Islam on there. Um, my boy, Michael Eric Dyson. Um, you know, that's a guy I like reading his stuff and listening to him. Yeah. Um, and they had a few other activists and things on there. I think I saw Ebony K. Williams, um, I think on the first on the second episode. I know the first episode, um, Diddy did the intro. Okay, cool. Of why he started Black News and why he thinks it's a good idea that we have that on Revolt. But yeah, I can't wait to see them do it in studio because of course, due to everything, um, they've been doing it via Zoom or Skype and things like that. So I can't wait to see what it looks like in a format where everybody can be face to face and be together in one room. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, yeah, I, th- I think this is, is a great idea. I just wish it was on a, a bigger platform than Revolt. <laughs> so, yeah, me too. But, 
Because it's really, really I mean, because I've watched it, and it's, like I said, I've been watching it, um, I believe it comes on Tuesdays. I think, yeah, she said Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yeah, I think, yeah, I've been watching it on Tuesdays, so if it's on Thursdays, I might have to watch, start watching it twice. Um, but yeah, I know, um, the only, that's the only thing I don't like, is that, you know, everybody's on the Zoom or Skype call <laughs> due to uh, the COVID, but... Yeah, I can't wait till this is way like better formatted and like I said, people are face to face. This is a really great idea, but I really do wish it was on something bigger than Revolt because it's very informative. It's um, how do I describe this? It's very informative. It's something that we we've needed for a long time. But I did have that have this to say about Black News. Kathy Hughes, shout out to TV One was doing that for years. I don't know if they still do it in the, I don't know if they still do it because I'm usually not up at like four in the morning normally now. Usually I am, that's why I used to watch it. Um, but yeah, Kathy Hughes on TV One had been doing that. She had a um, black news show every morning. Oh wow, that's dope. Yeah, so I used to always watch that. Again, for most people that's probably been like, man, shot didn't really change. I said, Josh has pointed out to everybody. No, he hasn't. I literally have a post from two, what, two years ago where um, I was at Ronnie's Italian Ice and I put hashtag support black business. And, <laughs> and that was not any time, that was nowhere near 2020 when I posted that. It's just that now people are starting to realize he's been saying this. Yep. And that's and it's because I had to explain this to um, a friend of mine who's not um, who's a non-black person. I said, I'm always going to acknowledge that I'm black. I'm a black man, first and foremost. Why do I say that? Because that's the first thing you see when I walk in the room. You don't know that when I was, this is an example, when I was like four or five years old, I really loved Star Wars. And my grandma used to buy me every Star Wars toy and all the Star Wars shirts in the world. And she would sit there and watch the movies with me. You don't know that when you first meet me. You don't know that I love the Dallas Mavericks unless I'm wearing Dallas Mavericks gear the time you meet me. All you know is that I'm black. Yep. So that's what I'm always going to put forth uh, first and foremost. Again, you look at the colors of the Uncorbin podcast. Um, you sent the thing. I think I was the first one to answer red, black, and green. Yep. <laughs> because again, like I said, I love being a brother. I love supporting my black people. Like literally every restaurant I go to is usually black owned. Most things that I look at, I, I don't even support a brand. That's why I ain't wearing no new balances. The people buying new balances talking about they fly and I know like who is that? Um, is it Joe Fresh Goods, I believe? Yeah, Joe Fresh Goods. He's got yeah, he's got like he's been doing um collabs with them. And I'm like, wasn't they supporting Trump at first? And that's why people weren't wearing new balances. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't forget that. But other than that, yeah. So this is kind I'm kind of tired for everybody wondering, like he's asking me a lot of questions, but I'm kind of tying this into how am I doing really? That's why I'm talking. <laughs> because really that's what's been on my mind. It's just been more of what more can I do? Yeah. And 
it, like I said, it doesn't make me upset because these are things I've always talked about. It's just that now it's more on the forefront of where I'm looking at other people that look like me that are more concerned. And I'm wondering if they're going to take this on past 2020 because I would love for us to get together like Killer Mike said. I've said that to you probably ever since we started this podcast. And that's why we had like black businesses on here. We're always shouting out other black podcasters on the show. It's because we need that community. Yep. We need that love. We need to support each other. We need to build, like everybody wants to build Black Wall Street. It's the, all of us got to be on board. It just can't be some of us. If you look like me and you still, I'll give, I'm going to give a couple examples. You're still banging colors. You're still um, seeing other people that are doing what you do as a competition. You're not willing to collab or even if it's personal stuff. And usually, I'm not going to lie, when it comes to us, usually the personal is petty and stupid. Yep. <laughs> so if you're still doing that, it's like Pimp C always said, you're part of the problem. And that's why they laughing at us. And everybody know what I mean by that. Pimp C said that to the day died. If we could just come together, look at all the money we would see. Don't trust day. Don't trust day. I ain't never trust day. I don't know who they are. I just know they the ops. <laughs> that's all I know. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much been my thing. Uh, Timey, have I gave have I given you enough? Oh yeah. Uh, for the content. Oh yeah, we uh we gonna end it off right right here, my brother. I appreciate you um, doing this for me again. Um, we gonna end uh, it off with my man Enrico with Bob. Wait a minute, before that, before that, um, check out Enrico versus World. Um, he's always putting out a very informative video, um, Enrico photo. This man does it all. I, I told I told him a, a few on Lowe's pocket. I was like, Rico is a renaissance man. He's like everything. He does everything. <laughs> and he wonder why I support. I'm like, dog. It's like because it, you running through it, Pam. I was like, I love it though, because we need more people like that. That's why I'm always telling. That's always the first thing I tell you today, dog. Make sure you get this done. Hey, we're going to make sure that this gets done because, again, we need more brothers who are not just for the culture but trying to put more culture forward. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, um, like I said, the UncleUrban.com. Check out every episode of Uncle Urban Podcast, whether it's Music Impulse, Shy versus Smiles, whatever. Um, check out an Audible Ruckus podcast. Um, Want to say Blanda May hear ye? Um, who else? Who else? Um, there's so many of them. <laughs> uh, um, check out there's... Tim's appearance on Opinions. Not was Opinion Not Facts. Yeah, uh, the Opinion Not Facts podcast with Shamanica. Yeah. yeah, check check that out. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Support black uh, business. High tech season, Mia. High tech season, my girl Mia. I just I just talked the other day. We like I said, that's my dog. Um, you know, check out BMO, most sports talk. I don't really have to push that too much because you know they doing their thing over there where they doing it at. Um and like I said, every other black podcaster, we're always open to work with you. Uh, oh yeah, it's better this way. 
How could I forget? Um, don't take it personal. Yep, don't take it personal. Ooh. Yeah, shout out to them. They they doing big things over there too, you know. Uh, no rules. Uh, yep, no rules. Um, I can keep going. I can keep it's, it's going. So Just shout out to I all the podcasts that support. Shout out to all the black podcasters, all the podcasts of color. Um, again, like I said in my um blog post, to all the allies, I appreciate you. But if you got an aunt Susan and an aunt uh Kathy and an aunt um Karen <laughs> that's still talking crazy, educate them, speak up, and if they still talking that mess, hey, uh, what did Tupac say in um a butter rim? <laughs> you don't always stay family. So uh <laughs> on that note, go ahead, um, introduce us all, man. Yeah, again, here go our guy, Enrico, with Boss, Boss Nigga. And we out. This is another episode of the Music Impulse, and we out here. Yeah. So bizarre, nigga. I got bizarres. Shit, better give me my props I the game run up I right back to the top With a real hot drop Spent a few but I'm still good Took a break but I'm still good Shed a few but I'm still good Black, black tied up but I'm still good Got a firm grip on this MC shit King underground, no pussy bitch No fun, no this to the underground king That's now underground R.I.P. 06 Pop still goody like I really no gift Hustle for a grand like I really no tip Unit still G got bucks like I sold gang for the banks But I need 50 more cent Made off like I'm in rhyme When I spit rhymes and it's been time my royal penis need a spit shine New car need a rim job New fit made from the fur I don't whack rappers on the kill dog And I'm still boss